Hey there, 20-somethings. Welcome to I've Been There, a podcast full of conversations with real people sharing their real stories on how they got through the turbulent times of their 20s to help you get through yours. I'm your host, Nicole, also a 20-something who's undergone some serious life turbulence lately. Ready to get through those quarter-life crises? Let's dive on in. All right, my 20-somethings, I have me with me here today, Brandon Lewis, all the way from Raleigh, North Carolina. Thank you so much for being here today, Brandon. Yeah, thank you very much for having me here. Appreciate it. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, we connected through a mutual friend and he had an awesome story to share for our 20 somethings and I couldn't pass it up. So really excited to talk with you today and share our, your background and your expertise and your success with our listeners. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Hopefully yeah. I can uh, share some knowledge. Yeah, well, hoping so because we just had a birthday uh, <laughs> yep. the, the big three O. So he survived his quarter life crises. Yeah. We're still rolling along. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, you're the perfect candidate to, to kind of share your story and all, all of those quarter life crises that you were over, have, you were able to overcome. So, um, kind of just talk through a little bit as we get started your background and how you got to where you are, because you have all of these awesome achievements. You seem like you're just a very motivated individual and you kind of do all of the things. So if you just want to provide a little bit of a background for our listeners. Yeah. So, uh, I went to school in Lynchburg, Virginia at Liberty university, uh, studied my undergrad in exercise science there. Um, upon graduating, I went straight into the fitness industry as a personal trainer. Did that for a couple of years. Um, I was then offered an opportunity in Raleigh, which is a place I've always wanted to live. Um, that opportunity was as a grocery store manager. <laughs> I actually worked for Kroger for five years when I was younger. They offered me a position in management. That was my ticket to get to Raleigh. Um, did that for a while. Didn't really enjoy it. Um, got back into the fitness industry and then something called the pandemic happened and I went into healthcare recruiting. Um, all the while that was going on, we had the idea and working on the conception of the app that I recently launched. Um, it's called where to it's spelled as where T can be confusing, but that was an idea that we came up with in college, um, perfected, put a business model behind it, found some very talented, like-minded individuals and, um, yeah, that's where we are now. That's awesome. Can you tell us a little bit more about the where to app? Yeah. So what it is, is an app that gives you real time data of how busy any venue is almost any venue worldwide. So bars, clubs, restaurants, airports, grocery stores, uh, pretty much you name it. We can provide that live feed data. Um, there are some exceptions, government buildings and personal residences. We can't pull uh, but yeah, it gives you that information so that you know how busy a place is before you get there. Um, we also give you the ability to call an Uber and a Lyft through the app as well. Um, and we have some pretty other pretty exciting features coming out soon as well um, to hopefully allow users to be able to make reservations and order food and things like that as well through the app. Wow, that's really interesting. I've never heard of an app like that. Do you have, so do you, I'm assuming you have partnerships with Uber and Lyft for all of that and everything? Yeah. So it, it's 
every application is different. Some of them you just kind of have to have a permission to publish. So with that, you give them supporting documentation of your, um, like your use case. I'm using this for this purpose in this app. This is how it'll be used. Um, some of them, like with Toast is a company we're speaking with, mm-hmm. you do have to talk and meet with their integration team. There are some other steps to go into that. Um, but some of the APIs you're able to just pull and, and plug in. That's awesome. So would you say some of the venues would be like concert venues and things along those lines, or is it more like stores or mm-hmm. what are some venues that we can, we can think about? Honestly, everything you can pull your grocery store, you can pull your gym. Um, if you're flying in Raleigh, you can see how busy terminal two is from our app. Um, yeah, it's pretty much endless. Uh, we do have an events section as well that we're still working and building on that will tie in more of um, kind of concert-ish themed events. But yeah, we're able to pull that for almost anywhere. That's awesome. That is super yeah. valuable. I think just in this time where we live and where can our listeners get access to that? Just searching on App Store? Yeah, it's on the App Store. We're also on Android as well. We just released a new update for Android today, actually. So if you search Wear T on the App Store, iOS, or Wear T on the Android Marketplace, you can find our app there. That's awesome. Well, I think that is very valuable. So listeners, go ahead and check that app out if you, especially if you are a social butterfly and you're out and about and you're always Mm -hmm. looking for wait times anywhere. I think that's awesome. Yeah. Or if you're not a social butterfly and you want to find a place that's not as busy, then we can show you that it's less busy as well. So wow, perfect. Kind of works on both ends. Yeah, that's awesome. I wanted to go back quickly. You talked briefly about how you started as a store manager and it wasn't really what you wanted to do at the time, but then you kind of got to where you are. So do you have any advice for those who might be in a career right now that they don't really want to be in and they really have some sort of vision of where they want to go, but just aren't sure how to get there. Yeah, I think some of it is just uh, positioning yourself for success, if that makes sense. Um, I grew up in a small town, Roanoke, Virginia, where for me, it didn't have the supporting progression that I desired. Um, I knew that Raleigh was a thriving area um, for multiple reasons. Technology is thriving in this area. Healthcare is thriving in this area. It's just a very progressive place. So when you're positioning yourself in that atmosphere, you, you're automatically engaging in those networks you need to have, those connections you want to make. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, you're around people who are maybe doing better than you, um, but it pushes you to be better as well. Yeah. So just kind of position yourself and, and make sure that you're in an environment that's going to push you to be better. And that's a progressive environment. Yeah, that is so important to surround yourself with like-minded individuals who are going to be that support system. I think sometimes in our twenties, we maybe weren't, we're those who are in college and we're really just trying to figure out who our people are. And sometimes we can surround ourselves with the people that don't fit us best, but also we might not even know what's best yet. (laughs) And then, go ahead. Yeah. You never know. I mean, I think that's the beauty of like the college years and early twenties are you're around more networking opportunities than you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I studied exercise science, which is a degree that if you're not going to a graduate level to be like a physical therapist or occupational therapist, it can be hard to get by. 
Um, I started my first gig the Monday after I graduated college, and that was simply from networking in college. Wow, I happened to be you. friends with the owner of that facility and transitioned into it. So it's just about thinking ahead, like I said, and making sure that you're positioning yourself to be successful. Yeah, absolutely. And I would, I would say definitely take advantage of those networking opportunities um, to really get out of your comfort zone and really, truly, you do find who find out who you are when you are stepping outside of your comfort zone and surrounding yourself with new, different people frequently. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I agree. I think that's the key, and it makes you well-rounded as well. Um, as we go through life, you'll figure out that not everyone's the same. Mm-hmm. They're not like your friends from back home. Um, it's not like what you learn in college. So engaging and engulfing in different people's personality types and learning more about what people do, their experiences, where did they fail? What did they do right? Are all things you can use to cultivate your success. Yeah, absolutely. And also sometimes I, this is my own little piece of advice. Sometimes I go through these periods of like, I always seem to want to evolve and I always want mm-hmm. to be meeting new people all the time and, and seeing just kind of always what else is, is out there in terms of networking and friendships. Um, sometimes I, I feel like I'm like in the wrong. I'm like, Oh, am I, am I trying too much to like, I guess, change and, and always be finding different people? Um, you know, why can't I just be satisfied with where I'm at? But I mean, there's never a right or wrong, but I think just, you know, just recognizing that it is good to always want to be evolving. Yeah. And I think that especially if you ever plan to go the entrepreneur route, you have to mm-hmm. be able to evolve. Um, I received the email this morning, first thing in the morning that our very first launch event is being rescheduled. <clears throat> so you have to be able to pivot, maneuver. Okay. What's the plan now? Who do I need to contact? Mm-hmm. What do you want to do going forward? So it's always about being able to evolve and getting out of your comfort zone. Um, I feel like that's, one of the best ways also to be successful. Um, yeah. Do you, do you have any advice for those who might just be a little bit more introverted and they, they do want to get out. They're just not really sure how to network. You have your, do you have any networking tips? Yeah. So two, and this first one may sound kind of rude, but if you're a heavily introverted person, then find a heavily introverted career path. There's plenty of career mm-hmm. paths for people that don't want to be in the front face in front of people. They don't want to be in large groups. And those people in those career paths are needed. Um, one of my engineers is pretty introverted. And we actually had a conversation about this the other night. He's amongst the smartest people that I know. It doesn't take away from anything. You don't have to be extroverted. You can be introverted and still contribute greatly to society. Um, I think the other side of it is getting out of that shell and understanding that, one, you don't know what you don't know. That was a lesson mm-hmm. I learned early on with this app and just not being afraid of those notes, not being afraid of what's uncomfortable because the people that you're speaking to that make you feel that way, you're talking to them because they have some kind of success. They've done something that makes you gravitate to them. And I guarantee their path is not perfect either. Um, so just being okay with, you know, you're not going to do everything right. The conversation is going to be awkward, but who cares? Do you want to be successful or, <laughs> yeah, you know, continue on your own wisdom? And sometimes you have to be able to reach out and get out of your comfort zone. Yeah. And I would like to add to that, always asking questions. Oh, yeah. I, I work for a healthcare company and we just hired someone, um, someone on our team and I was transitioning 
Uh, she's taking over certain areas that I was working on as I go to some different areas. And I was just showing her the ropes of this certain area and the people that we work with and, and the strategies that we do. And she asked me this question. She's very new into her career. And she was just asking me, how do you know what you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, Hey girl, I really, I, I, there's so, so much that I don't know. And mm -hmm. that's where you have to just keep asking the questions. And the more that you ask the questions and the more that you have experiences to step outside of your comfort zone, then the more you will know. So oh, yeah. I, I just think it's so important, like, just, just to reiterate that, like, keep asking the questions, make yourself uncomfortable to the extent that you can you can, and you will eventually start progressing and progressing because I also explained to her, you know, I've only been in the role about a year and a half and six months ago, looking back, I didn't know even just six months ago, what I know now, and oh, yeah. even the past six months prior. So you're always evolving. And I think it's really interesting to see, to look back and see how much growth that, that you've had as well. Yeah. And it's something that when you're going through it, you don't see it. You know, I mean, yeah. and I'll use the app as an example. I remember two years ago, I'm like, man, I just hope that I, we can have this on a phone, like just get this on the phone so we can have it in our hand and see our idea that's actually coming to fruition. Then you fast forward a year later, you're like, man, okay, we kind of got it, but will people take it serious? Like, mm -hmm. and then you just set these, these small milestones and then it kind of gives you a sense of accomplishment because we want that. We want the finish line immediately. It doesn't work that way. Yeah. And the people that at the finish line, they had to run the race too. And I'm pretty sure they got tired at some point. They wanted to quit at some point. They made mistakes. I made a mistake following our LLC, put something wrong and have to redo it. But it's all a learning process. You learn, you grow, you research, you ask these questions of those who've done it before you and you apply it to what you're working on. Yeah. And I think it's so important too, to not beat yourself up when you do make those mistakes, because that is what is going to make you successful and is going to make you who you are down the road. Oh, for sure. I agree hundred percent. And that is what it's like to be in your twenties. Yeah. <laughs> Actually that I, I think that being in your twenties is the time to make those mistakes. It definitely is. It definitely is. It's something I looked back at and I thought about, um, back, back in my day <laughs> was we want the success. But if you look around in your twenties, mid twenties, low twenties, higher twenties, the people that are around you that are truly successful, I, it's probably a handful. If you think about the overall number, it's a lot of people just as confused and trying to figure it out as you are. Mm -hmm. um, and then what you take away from that is, okay, that's kind of humbling. But then also that handful of people that are doing it right, let me reach out to them. Let me ask some questions. Let me mm -hmm. see what they're doing. Um, but yeah, it's a, it's a beautiful time to make those mistakes and learn and grow. Yeah. Do you keep a, keep a journal at all of just progression at all? Uh, sort of. I have this book here that I write everything down in. Yeah. And it's got like, even if I dug this thing, you would find blueprints of the app, like from years ago, other things that we want to work on. But I guess, I mean, it's not really well organized as you can see, but <laughs> I do write everything in it. Um, he, has, he has papers hanging out of that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Post-it notes for those who can't see it. 
Well, it's funny. Because, yeah, it's funny because I actually came across a piece of receipt tape that had our logo drafted up on it two years ago when I was sitting at a restaurant. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you look back at stuff like that. That's what I look back as as far as progression. Um, when you actually get into building a business or a project, different people have different ways of going about it. You may have spreads. Yeah. There's different online databases that you can use to track your progress. So that's a way as well that we use. Um but yeah, that's my little journal per se. Yeah. I was just going to say, because I, I journal a lot and I like to look back only a couple of times throughout the year and just see, like, I read, you know, certain journal entries and I'm just like, wow, like I have changed so much. I've, whether I progressed so much or whatever the case is. So I always think it's so interesting. And I actually also found a post-it note for the design for this podcast. And I am not an artist and it (laughs) it was the funniest thing I saw. And I did that about a year ago. Now I drew it up on a little post-it and just to see the evolution of something that you create yourself is always really awesome to see. Oh yeah. Yeah. It's definitely a good feeling to kind of see it come to fruition and remembering the roadblocks and the stumbles and as you progress with it, you look back like, all right, that was such an easy part of this task. Now I have to grow my following or I have to do this. People engage. So it's beauty of the struggle. Absolutely. And you also said that you are a personal trainer, correct? Correct. Yes. So I was in the fitness industry as a fitness director here, um, right up until the pandemic started and the governor shut all the gyms down. Mm -hmm. Um, I transitioned to um, healthcare recruiting that following Monday. Um, at the time, I worked with gastroenterologists, and then now I work with um, in perioperative services. But while doing that, I do still have several clients that I train um, virtually and a couple in person, but most of them are virtual clients okay. as well. So you have a lot of these things going on in the health and fitness industry. What inspired you to, to create the app? Yeah. So in college, um, we would go to parties and things like that. And it was always a question of wasting time coming here. Like there's no one here or it's too packed. Where should we go? I wish we knew ahead of time. So initially the concept was, wow, we could use this to track where people are throwing house parties. Um, it'd be a crowdsource app. They would tap in, they can post something, you can rate it, et cetera, et cetera. Well, as we got older, we realized there's a whole other world out there that's not in college that probably doesn't care where you know the cap is they're throwing a house party or whatever yeah so then as we got older we started to travel we go to places and begin to cost more money i'm like man i wish we had the same concept for restaurants or bars around a town i'm in dc i don't know where to go i'm in miami where should i go so then we kind of started to conceptualize that idea um then from there i'm like well this is great but it has to make money so then Mm -hmm. we put a business plan behind it most apps make money from three main revenue streams, um, advertising, selling a service on the app, or subscriptions. Those are the top three. But, well, we don't really need to sell something, but we can allow people to advertise on the app. Um, and we can allow businesses to subscribe for their members or patrons or people to see on the app as well. So we put that into play. We got with a couple of graphic designers. Um, one of my good friends is an engineer. He had another friend that was an engineer. They were on board and then boom, we fumbled our way to here to where we are now. <laughs> and isn't that so great that you were able to use your network to 
help you build this platform. And I, that just goes to show what we were talking about earlier, how powerful networking can be. Yeah. And the, by good friend that really continued to push me along with this, um, I was the best man at his wedding and we met, I think my sophomore year of college. And then we just maintained a solid relationship. And then obviously he's an engineer. He works with other engineers. Mm -hmm. Boom. Yeah. There you have it. So stars align. (laughs) Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. So how do you, let let me backtrack for a second. Um, Just wanted to touch on this question. What's your best advice for someone who might have a similar, not a similar idea to, to your business, but just might have an idea of wanting to start a business or a product, or they just want to start something, but yeah. they're not really sure where to begin other than networking. Mm-hmm. Um, so one of the first things I did was I looked up other apps that were similar to what I did. Mm. I wanted to know what the competition was like. What did the market look like for my idea? Where were some shortcomings that the other apps had? What were some of the reviews? What did people like? What did they not like for your idea? What do, what do you want to do? You want to, whatever it is, look up everything that you can find that's similar to it. Try to find reviews on things that are similar to it as well. What did the users like? What did the users not like? Um, look up where that business may have struggled. Was it revenue generation? Was it growing a following? So then you have understanding of your market. Then from there, honestly, just, dive in just dive in um creating a llc is not the hardest thing in the world creating a tax number ein number takes seven minutes mm-hmm. you can do <laughs> um, all that through legal zoom <laughs> yeah you can do through legal zoom mm-hmm. or you can be hard-headed like myself and just do it to the secretary of state um but yeah just just dive in i mean you're going to make mistakes but the earlier you get the head start the earlier you're making those mistakes hopefully the quicker you start seeing the benefits of what your initial idea was. Um, I would also say surround yourself with people that support and believe in what you're doing. Mm -hmm. So not that you want to use people per se, Mm -hmm. you want to utilize those that are around you. And by having a supportive network, that's what helps you grow because those people are then connected with other people that may be able to help you. Um, They may be able to offer advice. They'll be able to offer feedback. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that that's very important, um, definitely when starting a business. Yeah, I would, I like what you just said, feedback. It's, it's really important if you are starting a business and just giving this advice, because I also started a marketing con- consult consulting business, um, mm-hmm. as well. And being open to feedback and not taking it personally is also so crucial because you're not going to grow if you ask for advice or someone voluntarily gives you advice and mm-hmm. you just kind of shut them off. You don't want to take it into consideration. You're not really going to have success if you can't break your walls down and, and be able to listen to feedback. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I think that you have to sometimes, uh, of course you want to be careful where you're taking the feedback from and what you do with it. Sure. But I think you should always listen to it. Um, because everyone's going to put their own spin on your vision, but you want to keep true to what you want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, you're not going to be the only one buying, using, or consuming your product. Mm-hmm. So try it. Take the advice. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, flush it out, you know, and keep rolling. So, 
Yeah. Especially I was going to also add if like, if you are in your twenties, I feel like that is a really great time to start some sort of venture because most 20 year olds were not really, we don't have houses yet maybe, or we're not married or don't have kids. And if you do great. Um, but I would, I would say the majority is they're a little bit more, they have a little bit more free time. They have a little bit more opportunity for risk. Mm -hmm. So try it early, like you said, early on. And if it doesn't work out, then you, you have, you know, years, years ahead to, to work on things. I would, I would hate for anybody to look back years down the road and regret not taking some sort of risk like that. Oh yeah. And you have to, because something else that a lot of people don't consider are, is a lot of the big applications or products or big names, companies, entities, those things don't form overnight. I mean, Facebook's what, almost 20 years old. Mm-hmm. So many people started, I don't, people use it at different ages, but my point is these things take time to succeed because there has to be an error time, up, periods of growth, periods of downsizing, et cetera, et cetera. So if you start young in those twenties, just roll with it. Yeah. Um, make sure you have your ducks in a row as far as you can, as far as you know how to. That way people will take you seriously when you're talking about your ideas, especially if you're looking for investments or partnerships. But I say just dive in. Mm-hmm. If nothing else, you make a mistake and then you have time in your 20s left to correct it on your next venture. Absolutely. So you surround yourself with motivating like-minded individuals. You are doing a lot of different things with personal training and the health industry and the app. How do you stay motivated? Um, man, some people would say I'm stubborn, (laughs) but I think when you mix that with drive, it's very hard to combat Mm -hmm. because when you, when you have visions, when you want everything, when you've seen successful people and what they have, the work that you have to put in is just kind of a byproduct. I mean, yeah, there's some nights we'll have calls till 1130, 12 Mm o'clock. We're all tired. We all work all day long, but when you have a goal, it just gives you that motivation. And you believe um, it. Yeah, because I think I look at it as I have to push whatever it is I'm looking to do until it fails. And then, all right, I'm done. That can mm-hmm. be anything, you know? So I think that's how I say motivated. One part, uh, the other part is to set an example for other people. Um, I was not a straight A student, uh, although I was in class every day, which is embarrassing. But <laughs> <laughs> the point is to be like a, a motivation and light to other people so that it, they can see that you can do it also. Mm-hmm. I don't have any different gifts than them. Um, I probably sleep as much as the average human every night. I work out daily. I you just do the do. things. <laughs> yeah, you just you just keep rolling. You understand yeah. you have to make sacrifices. You just keep going. If you don't want it bad enough, that's fine. It doesn't make you weak per se. It just means you don't want it bad enough. If that makes sense. That's so true. Yeah. Wow. You, you're, you're just hearing you speak is just motivating me right now to do all of the things. I'm really enjoying this conversation. Um, so my final question for you is what advice do you wish that you had in your twenties that you would give to our listeners? Yeah, a couple of things. One, when taking advice, remember that you're the one that reaps the benefit or the consequence. 
And that can be from family, that can be from friends, that can be suggestions on relationships, that can be suggestions on jobs. At the end of the day, you're the one that if I suggest you take this job and you absolutely hate it, it doesn't change my life. You're the one that suffers every day. Mm. <laughs> if I make a suggestion to you and it pans out great, it still doesn't change my life, but you get the benefit of it. So just, you know, kind of follow your heart and do what you think is right, knowing you're going to mess up at some point anyway. It's inevitable, but just do what you think is best for you. Mm-hmm. Um, man, another piece of advice. I wish I had more advice on how powerful the tech and healthcare industries are. I mean, they're powerhouses. They're mm-hmm. not going anywhere anytime soon. Um, I wish that I had more knowledge of both of those in my lower 20s. And the last piece would be just worry less. A lot of times things aren't as bad as we think they are. And what's going to happen is going to happen anyway, no matter how hard you try. Um, but just stress less. Do what you can do. Control the controllables. Tomorrow's a new day. I love that. My sister tells me every night almost that you did what you could today. Yeah. And that sticks with me. I wake up in the morning and I feel like I'm like ready to, to take it on. But I think sometimes we can put pressure on ourselves. Like, did I do enough today? I still have things on my to-do list and I'm a failure because I didn't knock off, you know, 75% of them, but you did what you could. And even like what you said earlier of you, what you put into it is what you're going to get out of it. And we kind of have to, to not worry so much about feeling like you have to accomplish everything Mm -hmm. in one day. Thank you so much for this motivating conversation that we had here today. You are such a great motivator and, um, just successful individual. So kudos to you for all that you're doing. And if our listeners have any questions for you, how can they get in contact? Yeah. So I'm on Instagram as bfit 44 um, or you can follow our apps, Instagram page at underscore where the number two. Um, I'm also on Facebook as Brandon Lewis as well. I don't have any weird names. Um, Yeah. Feel free to reach out. I love answering questions where I can. Um, If I don't know the answer, I'll try to find it out for you. Great. Well, thank you so much for being here today, Brandon. We appreciate it. Thank you very much for having me.